we're learning about the song which you saw was sung by the cows on the way they brought our Kodesh back. There is saw the Gemara says in the Bazaar, it wasn't just the cows that sang the song, according to Ravashi, the Gemara brings that this was the song the Jewish people used to sing when the Arna Kodesh used to travel also. Now, what's the significance of singing when Arna Kodesh used to travel? And the answer is that it was in order to recognize the nice of what happened when Arna Kodesh traveled. So it wasn't just a song which was like a march, but it was a Appreciating what was what was unique about what our Kodesh traveled. What was that? And what was that? There were a few points. The first point was what Moshe Ben spoke about, and that is that the Arna Kodesh instilled fear on everybody around, and therefore, that your enemies are going to scatter, those you know, who hate us are going to disappear. That was the one effect of Arna Kodesh. It's well known that Rizal says that the word Aroin went backwards the word Naira. Hmm. And therefore, Naira is in the middle of that Hashem installs fear in everything around him. Naira lekim mikdashachal. Therefore, the Aaron traveled that stole that fear. And the next point which says about the Aaron Kodesh, and what Kaisal were referring to, and that is that an Aaron traveled, it flattened everything in front of it. So the Aaron didn't, uh, mountains, valleys, whatever there was, it was smooth. The Aaron flattened everything. Kaisal could walk in a straight line. They didn't have to detour around whatever natural obstacles there might have been. And that's okay to explain the first line of the Shira they say, Roini, Roini Hashita. The Shita is like a straight a straight path. And therefore the Aaron of Kodesh, which they praise him. Roin is also from Ashla Aaron. It's the Aaron which would made the path straight for them. Just like we see here by the cows on the way back to Beit Shemesh, it says, But the Sharna forest, I want them to sang, it also means that they traveled in a straight direction. The Aaron made, made the path straight. That's the first point. And the next thing it says, it says, which literally means it raises itself up for most of the journey. And that is the second day, as we know, by Aaron HaKodesh. And that is like the Roshonim point out that the Aaron HaKodesh was made out of two layers of gold, of, of solid gold with a layer of wood in between. And besides on a Kodesh, you know, with two and a half amas, one and a half amas, one and a half amas, which means it's a tremendously, tremendously heavy thing. And uh, the Rishonim asked the question, there was no way people would be able to carry something so heavy. Uh, gold is heavy, especially talking about such a quantity of gold. So how thick was the plating? How thick was the plating? Even if it was a tefach thick, it's uh, quite thick, especially on the comparison top. And the oh, well, you had the wood in the middle. The wood in the middle. Then uh, on the outside the and, and, and the outside. And you think it was a tefach thick, the, the gold plating? Altogether. Altogether. Yes. And then we have the kapuras, which is tefach thick on the top. Yeah. And then you have the golden curve on the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And heavy. then you have the stones of the lufus in the iron, which are oh, solid, yeah. Yeah, solid yeah. stone. Yeah. So, I mean, based on various calculations, and the comment that the iron was heavy. extremely, extremely heavy. And the, the Shonim asked the question, how was it possible to lift the iron? And the answer was a mess. As you know, the iron raised, lifted itself, and the people carried it, but to the mess, well, they weren't taking the weight. The iron carried itself. Because there was no way they could take such a weight. Uh, it was four men. It was carrying something which was way beyond their ability to carry. It was a mess. And then the second line of the praise of the iron is how much the it raises itself up, wherever there. And when it was traveling, it was like supporting itself. It was elevating itself. That will be the second part of the praise of the Aaron. Like we said, the last part, which is referring to the fact that it was normally, and we'll learn that Aaron is normally in the, in the palace, in the Arakadosh, in the Besamekdosh, and 
the last point is that it's mefares by diadaim. It's glorified by the jewelry that it has. So we're talking about Tzayis, or we are not talking about um, the gift that the Pishtim sent back with it. We're talking about when the Tzayis are talking to Midbar, and then the, the, the jewelry, so to speak, which adorned the Aranakai, there shows the Tzayis, which was inside it, or the Nuchos, which were inside it. And therefore, the Tzayis were recognizing it's not much that the effect that the Aranakai had was attracted. Either way around, if that's what, the, according to that opinion of the Gemara, so the cows had the same recognition. Here they were carrying the Aranakai also the sun which carried itself, and led them in a straight path exactly where they wanted to go, which well, that would be the same shirat they're saying here. So anyway, that's we holding in the Nach, we're holding in Perak Adaf, Sayyid Perakvah, Pasukir Gimel, that the cows come in a straight path until they get to Beit Shemesh, and now the Pasuk says, Uvei Shemesh, Kaitzim, Ktsir Chitim, Ba'imek. The people of Beit Shemesh were reaping the Ktsir Chitim, which means the wheat harvest in the valley. So it was between Pesach and Shavuos. Right. Exactly. It was that time of year that it was the time they used to harvest the wheat in Pesach and Shavuos. Ba'yisra is a name, Ba'yisra is a Aaron. They saw the Aaron coming back. Ba'yisra is a Qadiris, obviously. Ta'yisrael had felt the loss of the Lohan Aaron Kaitesh. And uh, now that they, they see the Aaron Kaitesh coming back, and it's starting on its own, because there's just all the cows which are leading it back. So, Mimela, they rejoiced that uh, they were able to greet the Aaron Kaitesh back again. Now, that was on the one hand a good thing, on the other hand it was a bad thing. It was a good thing in the sense that, of course, the guys were happy to have the Aaron Kaitesh back, uh, but it was a bad thing in the sense that it wasn't uh, enough respect to Aaron Kaitesh just to be happy to have it back. The first observing that was expected by Israel is that they just to be just to show that you have isn't enough. They should have decided to be uh, either bow down to Arakadish or run to cover the Arakadish, one or the other one. So not just to you know uh, be happy that it's there and not do anything more than that. Wow. Never have a punishment. So what is it what happened? Bahagana Ba'al stay Yeshua Bas Shimshi. The, the wagon came to the field of Yeshua from Beit Shemesh. At the time of Shem, that's where it stops. So obviously, the Shem ever gedayla. So obviously, people understood that this is where the Aaron stops. There's something you have to do here. So there was a big stone in this field. So they take the wagon which Arakash was on and they chop it into pieces of wood to build a mizbeach, a pyre. And then they take the cows and they bring them as a carpet. In other words, to, to, as a sacrifice, they were used as a mitzvah and bring the Arakadish, and they have used as a random mitzvah and to remain to Mizbeach and being brought as Karbanis. Now, even though this was in the middle of nowhere, the Rakh is after Shida was destroyed, the Baba Subut, so the person was allowed to bring the Karban even in a random location, not necessarily, it wasn't the best of Mikdash, but it wasn't forbidden from bringing Karbanis anywhere else. But nevertheless, the person who pointed out, now this carbon was what we call Hirazha, which means halakhically, there is no need to bring such a carbon. Why not? Firstly, because we're talking about paris, which are female cows. And you can't bring a female cow as an oiler. An oiler has to be a male animal. A male animal. And therefore, that Medina, uh, if a person makes a term an oiler to be a Bahamum, it wouldn't be an oiler. Uh, so they wouldn't be allowed to bring as an oiler. Secondly, uh, the, the, the cows and the wagon have been used for melacha. And we're not meant to use uh, wood, which has been used for a different melacha as wood on the mizbech. 
and therefore the fact that they could use the wood of the wagon for Mizbeh was also Harasha. Anyway, so, so that was. What does that mean, Harasha? means that they understood and either were given in a book or they were learned. This is a one time thing. Hurrah for the Shah, which means Halakha Dafka for that particular time, or that to do. And that's what they did. But who was qualified at that time to make this decision? Who was qualified to make that decision? So we know that Shmuel was a Navi. Um, we know Shmuel was a Navi, whether it was an instruction from him or whoever was uh, whoever somebody who may have been, must have been the one to do it. Because right. to make a Rasha against the Torah needs a Navi. And he's been told to do such a thing. And the other thing, which this is a Machoikis, if it's a Halakha or not, that is to use a carbon of Goyim, to use an animal which was, which was long to Goyim, to it as a carbon. As the Shittim of the Yazan, the Gemara that says you can't use Goyish animals as Karbanas. And according to him, we're going to have to include that in the Rasha, which means this was an exception. We find something similar. We find something similar when much later on in the end of Shemuel, when there was a plague in the town of David Amalek, and the Malach told him to go to the granary of Arvon Ha'yavusi and buy it as a future site of the basic Magdash, which it does. And he sees Arvino had a, also he had two oxen and a plow. This is the plan. So David bought the field and he bought the wagon and the oxen as well. And then he uses the wagon, or he uses the plow to make, again, it's a fire, the firewood, and he, and he brings up the oxen as karbanas. And that stops the plan. He comes David and exactly the same questions. In other words, number one, you talk about animals which belong to a non they weren't, uh, they had been used for Melacha, and so how can you bring them as karbanas? And it's the same thing, that was Ayra's shot. That uh, in cases like that, it was allowed to do. So we see the same thing over here. The fact that they brought Karbanas as uh, as a sort of celebration that the Arnakash came back, then so that we were told that it was the right thing they had to do. Now, Vahadabim, Haridu Esa Arn Hashem, Esa Argaz, the Shaitai, Hashem Boyklezov, the Devim took down the Arnakadish and the box of the gift with, which had the gold things of the Pishnim in it. They put it next to the big stone where they used as the Mizbech. Besides for using the two cows that had brought the Arnakash back, they bring their own animals as well as a way of thanking Hashem. So the Hamisha sign of Pishtim Ramu, the five officers of Pishtim who have been following at a distance saw what happens. So they see that the Arnakash has safely come back to Klai Israel, and they convinced that. Uh, so to speak, they've done their job. They've returned to Kodesh and they go back to the land of the Christian. And uh, the Apostle just tells us about the gift that they gave. These gold ornaments which the Christian brought as a Ashram, as a guilt offering to Hashem, which was for their five cities. Which means even though only three of the cities got affected, in the sense that the other two are never reached them and therefore they didn't get the punishment, but they all understood that we were to blame for taking on a Kodesh, and therefore they all participated in bringing the power of the Aran Kodesh. was a number of all the cities of the Pishim, which were of the five. These five cities we had five officers. They are members of our Kodesh Prozit from a fortified city until an open village.
Yeah, the question is how you read the pasuk. That means that the thousands of mice, but the the, the mice represented all the villages of around each big city. Um, there's a question on that because when they were told what to do at the beginning, if you look back a few seconds, when the they asked the kohenim of the of the of the of the kohenim of Dogen what they should do, so they answered them that you should send Hamisha Achperizah. We should send five gold mice. So did they understand that that was uh, just a starting point? And then they added a lot more on their own. Um, so that's what the Mitzvahs learns it, and others as well, that they added a lot more mice. And that's another that not, that there were five mice, but it says that the mice were connected all the sins of the Christian. And as, as opposed to the other ones, they connected the offices of the Christian. Either way around, that was the, that was the offering that the mice brought back with them. Now, that's as far as the sign of Pishtim C. They see that Pishtim is accepted, they see that the R is being returned. And, and uh, the Pishtim returned home. And now Hashem punishes the Jewish people. So Hashem now strikes the people of Beit Shemesh, because they looked at Aaron and Hashem. So either it means that they were disrespectful to it, or that they didn't treat they didn't. They didn't treat it the right way, and therefore, and so Hashem strikes the people of Beit Shemesh, seventy people and fifty thousand people. Um, now the pasuk onwards, what is the significance of seventy people and fifty thousand people? So the if it means back always, and now now we do something like this, Chazal Torishon. That it's either it was 50,000 people, each one who was like shackled to the 70 people in Hadron, which I actually explained here as well, and that's the Gemara in Saita, which means that it was a big blur, there's a lot of people, and each one was a, a, a great man. If we're talking about each of the 50,000 people being shackled to the 70 uh, members of the Sanhedrin, we're talking about leaders of Thaishri. And so that, this is a also, it's a huge punishment. 50,000 people, it's a lot of people. If you remember that in the war, when it was like a devastating destruction that the Jews suffered at the hands of the Christians, we talked about they lost 80,000 people. And now, by, by, because of a lack of respect to the Aaron, they lost 50,000 people. It's a lot of people. And therefore, it was like a major punishment. Now, why did that happen? So the Navi says that they didn't, they weren't respectful enough to the Aaron. There's another point here as well. That is, is a concept that sometimes what what happens with a goyim is ma'ayir a certain way of Once that din is ma'ayir, then it turns around and affects lies role too. It turns around and affects lies role too, and now we also get punished. So I'll give you a very very scary example of this. From the Senator Darius. Senator Darius was a Kadman, and he writes like this. He says that we know that one of the greatest tragedies to befall the Jews of Europe in the time of the Rishonim was the First Crusade. The First Crusade, there was this wild horde of Christians who rampaged through the cities of Germany and France and just destroyed all the, all the Jewish communities. And the uh, question is, it wasn't what they were trying to do. The first crusade wasn't meant to be a crusade against Jews. It wasn't meant to touch Jews at all. The idea of the crusade was meant to go and liberate Jerusalem from the Arabs. 
So what, what happened? They kind of went off track. And instead of going to deliberate Jerusalem from the Arabs, they went around to destroying all the Jewish communities of, of Europe. So the said there is trying to this. And it says that when the Christian leaders at the time called for Christians to take arms and go rise up to free Jerusalem from the Arabs, and suddenly thousands and thousands of people that joined, joined, left their homes behind and joined ranks and weren't much, it created a very big kitchen against Qal Yisrael. Why? Because uh, he brings down there that at the beginning of the time of Bayashani, when Ezra Sofer went back to Eretz Yisrael, leading the group of Jews from Babel, so there were already Jews who had scattered to the lands of Europe at that stage. And he brings a letter that Ezra Sofer sent to the Jews of Europe, saying, I've come back to Eretz Yisrael from Babel, come as well to help me build the base of Egypt. And they didn't want to go. They were happy in Europe, they didn't want to come back to Shalai. So nothing happened at the time, but now, uh, more than 1,500 years later, when uh, some Christian pope calls all the, the, all the Christians of Europe to rise up to liberate Jerusalem, and they agree to do it, now it becomes a tremendous catch-up on the Jews. Because, you see, they, if the Christians are prepared to, to liberate Jerusalem, so where were you? When you, when you were asked to come and, uh, and uh, so to speak, return to Israel. And therefore, even though the First Crusade didn't start off necessarily as an anti-Jewish endeavor, it turned into that, because it turned into Kitrogonas, and then we got punished for it. It's amazing you said that there is. But the same idea over here, and that is that when the fish team bring the Aron HaKadoshin, and now they get punished for not bringing the Aron HaKadosh properly, until they understand we have to teach, we have to be respectful, we have to like, ask Mechila, we have to show that we, 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 we regret what we did wrong, and we're going to we're going to act uh, differently to our Kaddish. We're going to send it back within the royal stash, with the gift, whatever it is. And now, that becomes a picture of Israel. And how do you treat our Kaddish? And if that's the case, now, this is that we made it, it, it turned into a punishment for us. Because uh, when Kaddish weren't better than that, so it became a picture for us as well. How, how should they have treated So we saw before, the person should have bowed down. They should have shown respect. Not just be done, they just rejoiced. Well, everyone's very happy about it, but it, it wasn't enough. It was meant to show hachna, so some kind of humility to Aaron Kodesh. The second liquid which is brought here is also from the Gemara. Bowing down is not... Uh, that's bowing down to, to an image, no? Wouldn't that be some sort of a void, some form of Zara giving it its own? Uh, no, no, not to Aaron Kodesh as the God in its own right. That is something which represents the... As representative of Shana. Yeah, of the Shana. Yeah, uh, just like they, they would bow down in the base of the Kodesh towards the Kodesh Kodesh. They're not meaning the Aaron Kodesh. They meant the Shina, which is the, that's where it's being, that's where it's Rahavas about. Okay, so that's, that, that was the first point. The second point is something else, and that is that there's a Gemara which says that if a person isn't misabil on an Adam Kasha. If an uh, 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 upright, a good person dies, then uh, everyone who hears about it should have some feeling of tzad that we lost a good, uh, a good Jew, a tzadik. And the Gemara says a scary thing also. The Gemara says, if a person isn't misadlan al kosher, so then his children will die. Young and he'll misadlan on them. And why is that the Oynesh? And the answer is because uh, that it replaces what he didn't do. You know, as a, children are considered a person that's still a kosher, he doesn't have a, a variance yet. 
And therefore, if a person shows that he, he can mourn the loss of a kosher Jew, someone who didn't do anything wrong, uh, by mourning the person who died, so then he's then he's been yet with that. And if not, so then uh, the way to bring him to mourn the loss of a, uh, the loss of Jewish life, Leilenu is uh, his, his children will be punished instead, because that will bring him to mourn the same thing. And then therefore we see another in Hagav Hashem, and that is if a person doesn't, uh, so to speak isn't brought to either trouble or to regret by what they what 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 meant to bring them there, then Hashem sent the second punishment to make them feel that. And therefore the same thing was over here. We don't find that when Aaron Akodesh would land up in Eretz Pishtim by Isabl Ha'am, the whole first was in the morning. They might have been upset that they lost the war. There might have been an initial shock that we saw the aliens and Gordon or everybody at the time they died from it. We don't find the whole Khaisha was in deep mourning that where's Aaron HaKodesh, which they should have been. And therefore, HaKadosh Baruch is going to make something else happen to cause that mourning. Mm-hmm. And therefore, when the Aaron comes back and 50,000 people die, it puts the whole nation into mourning. Wow. Uh, so then we made it. That, that brings that says that various which is meant to be. Now, once again, it's tremendous numbers. I mean, if you thought about how the tragedy in Iran two years ago affected everyone, the Jewish people, and so much 45 people, mm-hmm. which is a fortune. 45 Jews who die suddenly is a lot. And it's, it is a tragedy. If you're talking about 50,000, you can imagine the proportion of the amount of people we're talking about. It's, it's like, Tamir Rebbe was 24,000. It's more than double that. Right? If, if, if that's the kind of awareness Hashem expected there to be when he does the Aaron HaKodesh, so you look how far Hashem had to go to bring to Israel, so to speak, to that same level of awareness. But Hashem Yachas Beishemesh. How many people could there have been in... in, in uh, and Beit Shemesh was a Shepet Yehuda still? Beit Shemesh was, yes. How many people could there have been? And it's a lot of people. It's a lot of people, right. This like the Christian felt. We can't we can't afford to give that a Kodesh. It's too powerful, it's, it's too deadly. And who can stand in front of a Kima Kodesh Azeh? Now that brings the year which is meant to be that's all the punishment and just the people of Kiris Arim saying that the Prishna brought back the Anakodesh to us so please send people down to us and bring it back and bring it back uh, to you bring it back to, to Kiris Arim I'm going to finish this part of the story so they did, they agreed to take Aaron HaKodesh, and they did, they agreed to take Aaron HaKodesh, and they did, they agreed They bring it to the, uh, a member of Yisrael, his name is Avinadov, and they said, also, they did, they did, they did, they So it's an interesting thing, that whereas we saw that by the Christian, when the first place that Aaron HaKodesh ended up, caused everyone to get punished, no one else wanted to touch it, they all complained they didn't want Aaron HaKodesh, over here we don't see people, people of Kiris Arim say, no, 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 thank you, give it by you, we don't want to leave it. Yeah, they were happy to take it and look after it. And uh, other, but that was, uh, that was the, the, we saw that the people of Kiris Arim were punished. They, they treated their own with respect, and therefore, so for 20 years, they were to Kiris Arim, and for the whole, the whole amount of time, other, but the, 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 no one was punished there because, the Kira is a tree down Kodesh with the respect and the cover that needed to have. So it was a source of punishment. It was in somebody's house, like a living room? No, no, they made a special, obviously, a tent for it. A special place for it, right? 